Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, September 8th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. A pleasure to be here with you today, Greg. A pleasure to be here with you, Timothy. I usually save it for housekeeping, but we just did She-Hulk in review. Mm-hmm. Or reactions, I guess, you know, whatever you want to call them. Screencast. Whatever. You can catch it on Screencast podcast feed. It was a great episode. Andy brought it. You know, mm-hmm. you and I have had a lot of private conversations about Andy. Like, Is it working? No. What no. do we do? But today oh, was no. a day where he wor- it worked. It worked today for him. It worked you know? great. Yeah. 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 How you doing? I'm doing really good. I'm realizing this is uh, my first episode of Games Daily this week, which is a rarity. Normally We've I'm missed on you. A- We've missed I- you. I've missed it. I'm excited to talk about all the nerdy video game news I need to know. Okay. Understandable. We needed mm-hmm. you. You know what I mean? Blessing, Gone. Gone. Jeff Gersman doesn't work here. He was just here one day. You know what I mean? Yep. Like clearly we got we got to get there. We got to get part of it. We got to get you involved with it. I'm excited to hear your takes on news because guess what? There's a bananas amount on the Roper report today. Signing. I Good. didn't put it in the top section, but I'm counting real quick to make sure I got it right because I believe it is. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you got nine items on the Roper report. Don't uh, do the thing yet. Uh-oh. Don't do the thing oh. yet. It wasn't in the right section. Well, but I'm just saying, Baker's I mean, dozen, Greg, man. when you set me up like that, I gotta go. I gotta follow through with it. Baron, I appreciate about that. I appreciate that. All right, mm-hmm. I appreciate that. I like to know that you're ready to go at the drop of the hat, but I don't want you to premature on that one. All right, and you didn't. Who's out here dropping hats? Not what? Greg, because he's wearing his. It's it's fitting well on Portillo his hat. You can get it at kindofight.com/store. Mm-hmm. It's true. Anyways, there's no time to waste. Let's talk about PlayStation clapping back at Xbox. Xbox getting a new UI and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. On Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post-show we do. And, of course, you can get a bevy of benefits like watching us record the XCast. P.S. I love you, XOXO, and the Gamescast live as we record them days before any else along with the poster on the game show they usually get good job i digress though if you have no bucks to toss our way it's no big deal you can watch us record the show live and free on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like dablo 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 kebabs on tv and the milkman's kid are if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday if you want to go that extra mile support mm-hmm. us without giving us money but spend money elsewhere you can use the creator code kind of funny over on the epic game store even if you're downloading a free-to-play game even if you're not Using the Epic Game Store, if you're playing Fortnite, if you're playing Rumbleverse, you can put in an Epic Creator Code on any of those platforms. Those games are available. And the one kind of funny, all one word, would help us out quite some bits if you did that. Thank you so much, Jack. 
housekeeping for you. Another way to support us is to watch all the other shit we do because we do a lot of shit. Uh, right now, we have a brand new episode of the Kind of Funny Games cast up. It is both a spoiler-free review of Immortality and a spoiler cast for Immortality. But even saying that is selling it short because the first 40 minutes of it are Andy talking about Splatoon, uh, Joey talking about Disney... Dreamlight Valley. Dreamlight Valley. No is one will the, ever Is that the real the one or the made-up one? No, that's the no, real that's one. that's the real one. Ooh, I'll tell you, that's, that name yep. is use some work. But she's she. Mm-hmm. Joey has a whole preview of that. Here's the thing. We're among friends, right? We know what we're doing. We mm-hmm. put up the show, Immortality Review. You might say, oh, I don't I don't care about Immortality, so I don't care about the review. In spoiler cast, you might say, I don't want anything ruined for me. This we're It's not going to do numbers. This ain't going to do numbers unless you go support it. There is an overwhelming amount of that show you can watch and not have to hear about Immortality, and then you should hear about the review. Rebecca Valentine's there, and if you've beaten Immortality, you need to talk to somebody about it. And let me tell you, I'm glad we had Reb on because she was very smart and understood and explained the entire game to me and blessing. And we we're like, oh. Okay, great. Oh. There we are. There we are learning about it right there. Oh, if that was enough for you, right now, literally right now on GameSpot.com, I'm hosting the GameSpot mobile game showcase known as Swipe. You could go check it out later, of course. It will be up there later. We have a bunch of great mobile games to talk about. Uh, and some reveals that I won't say now because even though you could watch later, that hasn't happened show yet, right? You can go over it. doesn't matter, though. Go watch Swipe. It's a great show that me and Tam worked on. If me hosting shit isn't your jam, don't worry about it. Tomorrow, the one, the only Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. the future class of video games, a.k.a. the OKB's blessing, Adioye Jr. is hosting the D23 Game Showcase. That will be at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Yes, we will be reacting to it right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Yes, this motherfucker blessing didn't tell us anything. I have no idea what it is. Is this what it's like when I go host stuff and you don't know what's happening, Tim? It is. It is, Greg. I don't like it. Dude, I mean, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I'm being real. I've, I've been helping bless with the deal on the back end. You know me, making all these business calls. And these Disney people were talking to me. They're like, do you do you want to know? I'll tell Like, I can show you. And I was like, no. And people are always shocked when they ask us, do you want to know what we're going to show? Sure. And I say no, because every other outlet's like, oh, yeah, for sure. I got to get my articles pre-written. And I'm like, no. Our job is to live react to things. So yeah. I don't want this. I hate it when they tell us shit too early. It's not fun. I want to react. Now I'm Reacting super excited. They got me really stoked on it. Everyone got me stoked on this, you know? Well, I'm I mean, ho- I'm Marvel games got a lot of stuff coming. We got you know Marvel. I mean? There's Star Wars, Kingdom Hearts potentially. Who knows? <laughs> I was about to say I don't care about Star Wars, but if they do some Jedi Fallen Order, you know I'm all about it. I mean, there's that as well. Yeah. Cal there's a lot of opportunity, of man. Hmm? Who? I digress. Oh, Cal Kestis. Yeah, you might have heard of him. Great character. He is a great character. Great game. Uh, thank you to our Patreon producer, Fargo Brady. Of course, you can support us on patreon.com slash games. Today, we're brought to you by ExpressVPN and Chai, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Nine items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. There you go, Bear. Didn't see this. It was tantric. You know what I mean? You held it that long, and I'm proud of you. I appreciate you. Hot. Number one on the Roper Report. We got to fight in the press, ladies and gentlemen. PlayStation is commenting on Xbox's COD offer, and that's Call of Duty. For you people who don't want to have it, you know, don't understand things. Uh, Christopher Dring at GamesIndustry.biz reports. Microsoft has promised to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation for three years beyond the current agreement between Activision and Sony, says PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan. In a statement provided to GamesIndustry.biz, Ryan says the offer was, quote, inadequate on many levels, end quote. 
The disagreement between the two companies follows Microsoft's offer to buy Call of Duty publisher Activision Blizzard in a deal worth nearly $69 billion. The deal is currently being scrutinized by com competitions. Competitions, uh, this, I always forget they're over there in the UK. Competitions regulators with the UK regulator concerned over the possibility of Microsoft, quote, withholding or degrading Activision Blizzard's content from other consoles or subscription services. Last week, Xbox revealed that it had, quote, provided a signed agreement to Sony to guarantee Call of Duty on PlayStation with feature and content parity at least for several more years, end quote, beyond Sony's existing contract with Activision. Xbox says this offer, quote, goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements, end quote. The current deal between Sony and Activision Blizzard around Call of Duty is believed to cover the next three releases, including this year's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. However, Sony says the offer fails to consider the impact on PlayStation gamers. Quote, I hadn't intended to comment on what I understood to be a private business discussion, but I feel the need to set the record straight because Phil Spencer brought this into the public forum, Ryan stated. Microsoft has only offered Call of Duty to remain on PlayStation for three years after the current agreement between Activision and Sony ends. After almost 20 years of Call of Duty on PlayStation, their proposal was inadequate on many levels and failed to take account of the impact on our gamers. We want to guarantee PlayStation gamers continue to have the highest quality Call of Duty experience, and Microsoft's proposal undermines this principle, end quote. Tim, there's a lot to talk about from this very news story, but you and I already dipped our toe into this pool back on Kind of Funny Games Daily September 1st, where, of course, Phil Spencer had put up a big old Microsoft blog talking about a bunch of things with the Activision Blizzard thing, but this paragraph was pretty important when we were talking about it. In doing so, of course, obtaining Activision Blizzard to bring them in the Xbox family, we will pursue a principled path. We've heard that this deal might take franchises like Call of Duty away from the places where people currently play them. That's why, as we've said before, we are committed to making the same version of Call of Duty available on PlayStation on the same day the game launches elsewhere. We will continue to enable people to play with each other across platforms and across devices. We know players benefit from this approach because we've done it with Minecraft, which continues to be available on multiple platforms and has expanded even more since Mojang joined Microsoft in 2014. As we extend our gaming storefront across new devices and platforms, we will make sure that we do so in a manner that protects the ability of developers to choose how to distribute their games. We talked about that September 1st. Before then... We had obviously talked about the Activision Blizzard uh, getting bought by Microsoft. We had worried about this. We had heard about this three-year deal. We had meant all this stuff. And then it was this back and forth. But mainly on September 1st, Timothy, you were very clear that, okay, he's saying this now, Phil Spencer, but that'll change one day. How do you feel now? Are you in Jim Ryan's camp? Are you ready to go to war? What do you want to do? Well, there's, there's Jim Ryan, you know, there's Phil Spencer, and then CM Punk went on the panel and talked a lot of shit, but then backstage, like, Belt there was a dog stripped. involved, somebody got bit, but it wasn't by the dog, it was by a person. It, there was so Kenny much Omega, drama happening right now that is like, then Chris Pine got spit on, but he didn't actually, and then... Listen, I don't know anything about Harry Styles, thing. except that he's a Taylor Swift ex, which meant already, I don't fuck with him, but then you're gonna go spit? You're, then you're going to spit on Captain Kirk. What if it was a consensual spit, you know? What if it was, it was, not. was no spit? Watch No that. spit was had. Okay. No Here's what I want you to do. Barrett, when you have the time later today, all right, okay. go watch the spit video of Chris Pine's reaction. Then go watch that time you and me ate a long jong from different ends and tell me which one was consensual. Thank you very much. Back to you, Tim. It's a great question. I don't know if you saw it, this update. Both Chris Pine and Harry Styles, they said there's, it's not spit. 
This is one of those blue dress, gold dress situations. <laughs> there was no. That's called damage control. If they try to save their careers. Do you see this Harry Styles kid? It's a that's movie because it's a movie quote. What the fuck is wrong? Oh, with well, this that was, yeah, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. Team Harry, baby. But here's the thing about this, Greg. There's no team here. There's no whose side are we on. This is business that we shouldn't see, but we have to see because of the era of social media and because of the responsibilities to that these men have to boards and to business people and to shareholders, stockholders, all of this stuff. It's like every single statement that has been made and every statement that's going to be made going forward, we're going to look at and be like, this is ridiculous. This is silly. And it's so easy to, to look at it and be like, well, this thing is just like, that's not how games work. Or look at things and be like, well, that's how games work. None of that matters. This is how money is made. This is how money works. And I, they just have to do this stuff where it's like, look, in their heart of hearts, are they looking at this? And is Jim Ryan actually like, oh, this is uh, this is not fair. This isn't good. It's factually not fair. No, he gets it, but he has to do this. He has to do this. It's part of the job. It's like the job. That's like legitimately not just part of it is what the job is, is to just make sure that your business does better than the other business when there is direct competition. And in this case, this stuff, like when the statement's made, you have to put out a response because the shareholders this are going to be This was supposed to be in private. This was, All right. Phil came out and fired off this blog. And that's what happens. You know, it's like when when information that not everyone is supposed to see is seen by everyone, then all of a sudden everyone has a take. And then you need to have statements that can deal with all those takes. That is nigh impossible. And that's when we get to situations like this that, Greg, you had this. Uh, I'm looking at the doc right now, and there's a big, bold thing that says, remember KFGD 9 slash 1. Remember, remember the 1st of September. <laughs> then today is September 8th, 2022. What, in, in two weeks? Are we get another thing that's going to say, remember September 8th? You know, and remember September 1st, and then three months from now, the whole news story is just going to be remember this, remember this, remember this. Yes, because that's how this is going to go. It's so silly. I'm already over this, but at the same time, hey, it is news. This is what's happening, and it's this is only going to get more and more common as acquisitions continue to Mm -hmm. go down, as uh, public faces of these companies feel the need to say things, are pressured to say things, and then the other side is pressured to respond. So more and more ridiculous statements. Well, legally put filing out so too, but right, like there's a lot and of legal stuff well, happening, and that's why. Yeah, yeah. Back in the day, like you stuff, say, but then also media. a lot of a lot of social media stuff, a lot of interviews, a lot of like go, saying sure. things a little too far or whatever. And like journalism, that's, would say. that is the the issue of transparency uh, that we always push for these transparency, and with that comes this level of transparency where people are going to say shit that we look at. It's like that is ridiculous, but transparently they have no choice. So I would like to know what, uh, you know, they're talking about Sony's existing contract with Activision and obviously Phil, uh, 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 Jim Ryan is bringing up the fact that, you know, after almost 20 years on PlayStation, yada, yada, yada. But then you have Xbox saying, you know, the offer we're making goes well beyond typical gaming industry agreements. What was the industry agreement between Activision Blizzard and PlayStation before this happened? You know, they're talking about how obviously it's going to go on for uh, more years, obviously, but what was it already? Like what? Current deal between Sony Activision around Call of Duty is believed, because we don't know, to cover the next three releases, including this year's. So how many years before that was that? Like, you know what I mean? You, you follow me on this? Was it a total oh, of yeah. six releases that this was covered? I, I mean, it's interesting here because they're, they're in some ways they say several more years, and then in some ways they spell out three years. So it's like it is 
we're learning more information as this stuff comes out of is that three years what it always was to your point greg like we don't know that is this now confirmation that that's what it is or was it several before and it wasn't dialed into an actual number sure. and it was like one of those things where we we do with this stuff all the time where it's like we we have a deal but it's phrased as several where there's like a minimum but we know that okay we'll check in and there's like the first writer's refusal thing of like we can add more you know the assumption yeah, yeah. is the deal's going to go longer i and imagine that's my question that people are shouting i don't know three more is in addition to was written no i know that i'm unless you're having a conversation side in the comments and i, I appreciate that <laughs> and i apologize i mean what was the total deal or what was the total yeah. agreement before this happened yeah i mean it's like when tony hawk uh pro skater was popping off and then activision signed like a 13 game deal or whatever it was that there was going to be annual games and then they rode that out <laughs> Tony Hawk ride, like baby. Like yeah, oh, um, okay. they they did all that stuff, and it's like we knew that deal. That was transparent. That was out there. Uh, with EA, I think that there was something of like for at least a time frame, right? But that that was another one of those deals that we just assumed would have continued, but they fucked it up so bad that they didn't. You yeah. know, um, but yeah, it's it's interesting because with the what even is the deal with Call of Duty and PlayStation? Because is it just like the exclusivity for marketing? Um, like we see with like the they're going to be on the the PlayStation E3 stage or whatever, which is getting to be more and more of an old way of thinking at this point. Um, there still is the digital showcases, but just the way those work is different. You know, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of we don't either. Here. And I, you, you know, the other thing about this is to your point earlier, there is a lot of posturing in this. Like in it, but it's also what you're talking about of like not masks because that makes it sound I think way more nefarious than it is. But Jim Ryan is out here posturing and saying, like, try to stop this because, of course, it's bad for business for them. But it is the idea that, like, he has to do that as the PlayStation boss, right? He is going up against Xbox. Let's go in there and do that. And it's to the same thing for simply, Phil. Okay. Just this is not Phil Spencer and Jim Ryan fighting. That's not what's happening. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that. Like, they think that, like, that's It's PlayStation is, and Xbox. Yes, it is. And that's PlayStation why Phil came Xbox. out as Xbox and had this big speech and was like, here's what we're doing and why we're doing it and, like, trying to get a message of good faith out there. But then, of course, there is the reality that it is Xbox that Phil is speaking for. And one day, Phil won't be at Xbox. And the new Phil Spencer at Xbox might be like, you know what? We do own this. What's the less? What is? We have, we up the agreement for three more years, three more releases or whatever. We're cutting that off. And now it is exclusive to us. And that's what PlayStation worries about, which is why Jim Ryan, again, not as Jim Ryan, but as PlayStation is out there posturing and talking. Just sign the deal. Let's go. Let's find out what happens. Let's see what happens, man. Let's get to some happier Xbox news. Number two on the Roper Report, Xbox is testing a new home UI. This is Tom Warren over at The Verge, and I got a link for you, Barrett. Microsoft is starting to test new changes to the Xbox Home UI that will eventually arrive for everyone in 2023. The changes will include tweaks to the layout and design to make it easier to find Xbox games and apps or navigate to areas like the settings interface. Microsoft will conduct a variety of Xbox Home experiments over the coming months before launching its new Xbox Home UI in 2023. Quote, we know the Xbox Home page is where our gamers spend the most time, and it's a space that's very personal, says Ivy Krizlov, Senior Product Manager, Lead of Xbox Experiences. We also know we can always be listening and learning how we can do better here while keeping your experience fast and familiar. With that, we're kicking off a multi-month series of experiments to learn how to create a more personalized home screen experience and address some of the top trends and fan requests. 
A random subset of Xbox insiders in the alpha skip-ahead ring will get access to some of the Xbox home experiments this week. The first round of preview updates... Oh, the first round of preview updates includes a new jump back in row at the top of the Xbox home uh, that includes the usual recently played games and apps. You'll notice uh, that there is no longer a bigger tile for the most recently used app or game, and the interface is a lot more like Microsoft's Xbox TV app. That Xbox TV app also has a search function up top and quick access to settings. Microsoft is bringing both uh, of it to its main Xbox home and UI console. Uh, there's even a pinned tile for access to the Microsoft store alongside the usual My Games and App tile. Unfortunately, the ad tile still exists and is pinned to the Microsoft home screen. When you scroll down, Microsoft will show curated categories and recommendations based on games you play, and there should be a more consistent design throughout the improved layouts. Xbox users have been calling on Microsoft to redesign its Xbox home interface for months with suggestions to focus on showing more of the dynamic wallpapers, remove the ads, and offer up more customizability uh, for the Xbox home screen. This redesign doesn't address all that quite yet, but there are months left for more tweaks that could make it a lot more customizable. Tim, does this settle all your beef with the Xbox home screen? No, it doesn't, but it sounds like with what they're saying, it could. Like, I feel like... The name of the game needs to be customizability when it comes to this stuff. When it comes to modern consoles, the PS5 and the Xbox series in particular, because of their multimedia functionality, because of, at this point, even, I don't know what the right term is, not multimedia, but like the different ways you can play video games, whether it's cloud, whether it's the Game Pass, whether it's games that you actually own, how Xbox wants to present that to you, being able to go to the store to buy new games, all of that stuff. There's just a lot of things going on, and I feel like we have to be at the point that you can tailor that to how you experience the games. Xbox has done such a good job of building their ecosystems out and allowing it to just work the way it should work, and I think it's a little silly right now that the menu, the the UI, is something that doesn't just work the way I think it should work. And I know the way I think it should work isn't the way the majority of people do, but that shouldn't mean that mine doesn't work for me the way that I want it to, right? Sure. Like, it's... Something that we look at um, iPhone or, or, or smartphone uh, UI design and how it's like evolved over the years since 2007. And there's always been the, you know, Android being way more customizable, iPhone kind of being more tailored, like, no, this is how you're going to want to experience it. But as times went on, they've gotten more similar than different. And you look at iOS, what is it, 16 or whatever, 17? I don't even remember. That's kind of, I think, 16. That's uh, dropping uh, now and with the the new phones and stuff. And, like, it is pretty much as customizable as I would need to get, as I want to get. And it is so much more than it used to be. Still not to the levels of Android. I understand that. But I think that that, at some points, can be too much. When you look at PlayStation, when you look at Xbox, we should be at a point that they're more similar than different. There is more similarities in how video games are distributed now than there used to be even though xbox is doing all its own stuff but i think that means there should from the jump from the giddy up be more customizable to how you want your situation to be especially because their default doesn't seem to be the ideal way for anybody with the amount of ads with the amount of space used for things that it doesn't seem one person's using all of the functions i know i understand that they want to push functions people aren't using to then get them to use them. That makes sense. That is absolutely not only their right, but that makes sense to make these things better and then to be better over time because when more people use them, they put more resources, it makes the experience better, blah, blah, blah. That, I think, is something that, cool, that's the default, but 
give people the option to change it. Sounds like that's the plan. Sounds like that's what they're building to, but it's not what we're seeing right now. It's, I mean, what you said, right? I think that it's never going to be perfect for everyone. And that's why you have to let people customize and do stuff with it. Uh, You know, I think, well, it's funny, obviously I'm a PlayStation player uh, primarily. And so like, to watch what and I'm everybody put down your, your pitchforks real quick because it's gonna sound bad, but I know where I'm going with it. I like this redesign of looking at it because it looks more like a PlayStation 5 to me <laughs> in terms of having all the tiles of games there. Yes, I know, of course, on PlayStation I can't create folders. Here you can create groups. You could pin a group to the home page and you could have your little folder of games that way. So there's already work around there for that. But it's the idea that, like, you know, on PlayStation, people are always like, give us themes, give us themes, give us themes. And then you look at this and it's like, What's the purpose of having this theme right now as we're looking at Master Chief, you know, hidden back there? Like, there's this great piece of art that's just completely hidden by all the boxes all over it. It's like, okay. Like, that's why PlayStation doesn't do it, right? That's why Nintendo, I would assume, doesn't do it. Well, they give you light and dark. I apologize. Xbox, you know, they're giving you that. They're giving that right there. So they're getting ready to go there. Like, there's, you just got to let people do what they want to do with it. But it is interesting to see, not, and I would never say, different approaches i don't think they're that different but it is xbox here getting into the weeds about this whereas playstation is kind of just like whatever you're, you're here you got a bunch of boxes you want a quick thing down there i know they just put out obviously a new update as well allowing you to group stuff in your library and yada 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 but again that's your fucking library over there not on your home screen or whatever yeah xmb was perfect let's just all say it i mean i liked it a lot i don't think Thank i'd you. say it was perfect but like it it worked but again it worked for the time it worked for the way games were made and distributed then i think that Things have changed, and there are so many people out there that are using their PlayStations or Xboxes as their Netflix machine, as their HBO, all of that stuff. Like that, that stuff needs to be taken into consideration and given in for many people's use cases, front and center attention if they wanted to. You know, yeah. What What's interesting about it is I feel like as we've the box, you know, we went through, obviously, we want this to be the hub of your living room. We want it to, you to do everything through it, yada, 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 to then, obviously, it's a game machine. This is how we're going to focus on games, blah, blah, blah. Like, I feel as we made that transition, we backed off on having you have cut, wanting you to spend time in the UI. Like, I really do feel like that's what we're, everybody's trying to get away from, where it is like, yeah, we'll make it easier. But, like, we know you don't, even though they say in this article, we know that's where you spend a lot of your time, right? It's like where you begrudgingly spend a lot of your time. You're, you know, we know the Xbox homepage is where our gamers spend the most time, and it's a space that's very personal. It's, it, you're spending time on it because you're t- tabbing over to what you want. You're trying to, where the fuck is this thing? You're trying to get all over the place. But see, like, and, and this is getting really into the weeds of this shit, but I love this. Like, yeah. uh, I I think that what they're saying should be a good thing in the way that so many people enjoy going on Netflix and just blading around, you know, like sure. just looking at what's out there. That should be a goal for Xbox is to make it a pleasure pleasurable experience to look at the new stuff and get excited about things you might not know about whether it's a new game or a new feature or something that you can like try out like that should be the goal this doesn't feel that way this feels like an ads and like that is the difference because well, there's two different things Netflix. i love this conversation too though but it's two different things right when i'm looking at this xbox home screen right now and toss it back up there bear if you don't mind when i'm looking at this xbox home screen right now the use case in my head isn't netflix it is me coming in because i'm about to go play fall guys with Snowbike mike so i just want to get to fall guys and i just want to go mm-hmm. i think stripping this experience down and removing the chief behind it which i know would get people mad because some people like it you want more of that but doing what you've done with playstation's ui where it is just this is what it is you, there's nothing around it it's because that's utilitarian 
that's get you to what you need to do. And then when I click on Xbox store, when I click on game pass, that's when it should be like um, uh, Netflix where it is this bevy of content. It's overflowing. What, what mood am I in? What, uh, you know, uh, uh, genre of game do I want? That kind of thing is where I think you really want to get into making that a fun experience of being in the Apple store and browsing. I think when you get here, you, I know why I turned down my, my console every day. I know what I'm coming to play or what I'm coming to download. Mm-hmm. Well, I yeah. download. Well, download. I mean to play a game that I already know I yeah, want to yeah. play. You know what I mean? If I was there yeah. are nights where you, I turn on my Xbox and go through Game Pass and see what's up, or I go to the PlayStation Store and sort by new, or go to PlayStation Plus, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I want to click because I'm seeing the chat. Uh, not understand what I'm saying. I don't want that. Like I'm not. I don't want it. I'm just saying like that. This, Xbox is talking about it as if what they're presenting here is what Netflix is of making it a place people spend a lot of time and want to do all that stuff where it's like that Netflix has nailed that. And Netflix has nailed even just like the top two things being continue watching and like their algorithm shit of like, Hey, here's our new stuff that like, you're probably going to want to fucking watch. Right. And it works. And you compare that to so many of the other uh, streaming platforms like Peacock that, and a lot of them I understand it's just because it's a hodgepodge of like, well, you have, this is what you have access to. And you have to promote it all somehow. And that gets really difficult. Xbox is dealing with that. And that's why I think customizable customizability is key. So that if you don't want that experience and you just want to know exactly what you put there is there, you should be able to do that. But if you want the experience of being able to be told, hey, here's all the cool things you could do, that needs to be a more pleasurable experience than it currently is on the Xbox. And I think something akin to Netflix should be the goal in that regard. But that can't happen when... It everything feels like an ad as opposed to feeling like something that is an option for you to want to consume. Um, and I don't know, I don't know that they'll ever get away from that, honestly. I think no matter how much customizability they add, there's always gonna be something that we're like, are you kidding me? Like, how long did it take <laughs> iOS to allow you to just delete certain apps? Right. There were some yeah. apps that for a decade plus you just couldn't delete for godforsaken reasons, and then eventually they're like, you know what, fine, you can hide apps and stuff. Thank you. I don't think Xbox is ever going to get to the point that they fully allow you to just have what you want on the screen. And that's silly. Hmm. True. But they should also stop doing so many weird things. I know they're trying to push it forward. And I don't mean Xbox. I mean everybody. Right? It's like when PlayStation backed off with uh, accolades like, recently and got rid of that. It's like, yeah, that was a dumb idea. I understand you got to try. Sometimes. Well, just let me play the fucking games. I digress. Uh, Jodicious, of course, points out in the Twitch chat on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, just like you could be, and says, should be noted. This is the first of the new changes they said to come. Of course, we're just talking in general, I think, in a lot of different ways. But yeah, Missing Link 000 says, I put all those iOS apps in a folder called crap. I do as well. I also, I, I think I call it Apple junk, actually. But right and then there. I hide bullshit. it on another screen. To say, it doesn't even get oh, yeah. to be on my main screen, you know? No. Oh, my God. I don't, you don't want to see that crap every time. Uh, number three, ladies and gentlemen, Velma is going to stop being a snitch in multiverse. We go to Fanbyte where Kenneth Shepard reports, and I have a video eventually, Barrett. Uh, sometimes changes in fighting games aren't just balanced tweaks and new characters. Sometimes it's changing a tone-deaf attack, like how multiverse had Velma calling the cops on her enemies. Now Velma has seen the error of her ways and is saying ACAB while calling her Mystery Incorporated uh, teammates instead. The latest patch notes for Warner Brothers crossover platform fighter say Velma's ability to call the cops, which summoned a cop car onto the stage that could capture and drive enemies out of the ring, has been tweaked, so she'll call the Mystery Incorporated van instead. As the gamer points out, Velma's ability to call the cops has been divisive uh, in the multiverse's uh, 
multiverses community uh, since the game launched as public awareness of police brutality, especially towards black people in America, is at an all-time high. Some players have opted not to play as the Scooby-Doo character on principle, and now that she's calling the Mystery Inc. crew instead, uh, this just seems like an all-around buff for a character and the game as a whole. As of this writing, the latest patch is not live in-game, but when it goes up, we'll update this story with an image of the Mystery Van in action. I hate this world, Greg. I hate this. Olive planet. says, "Does she really say ACAB?" No, 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 no. She, no. I mean, that's <laughs> what I thought. Patching out the cop car <laughs> and the mystery van is popping up. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. I, yeah, I asked something. Cool Greg for a comment. Mm -hmm. I have not received it yet, but I imagine it would just be he doesn't like snitches, so that's how it yeah. should be. No, that is yeah for sure. I don't remember. I, did you? Were you a Scooby Doo kid growing up? I mean, did I was just, a Scooby Doo kid in the way that I was a kid. And Scooby Doo existed, and okay, it's like I didn't have a choice. Don't be offensive. To me. Don't be offensive. Uh, no, I mean there's other Scooby Doo. Like you, I if you're out there, you don't like Scooby Doo. Like, but do you, but then there. there's people who like Scooby Doo, right? Like, no, there's not. I don't believe no? that. I don't. Do you feel that, that way about peanuts? I do, and I know Lucy James, Lucy James loves James, peanuts. She fucking loves peanuts. But see, even then, My peanuts. I think Scooby Doo. I was always a scrappy do man myself. It's why I get along with Nick Scarpino that so well. Sense. But yeah. what I'm driving at is that I don't have the context. In Scooby Doo, did Velma call the police a lot? I don't think I mean, that that's was usually what they would do at the end of an episode when they when caught they pull the mask the, off. Yeah, they usually okay. call the cops on them. Okay. Local law okay. enforcement. But that's also a here. fucking cartoon from God knows how long ago. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I mean, you know. Yeah. Look, here's the thing. I. Andy I guess you love Scooby-Doo. I just, I just don't believe there's people out here that fucking love. Like, I love the MCU. I love the MCU. I don't believe this motherfucker's out there. That I fucking love Scooby-Doo. I just don't believe it. I don't believe okay. it. Well, they patched that out there. Velma was the party of Law and Order. Says <laughs> Mal Thirteen. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I guess that's how it, and that's how it goes. There you go. Velma calls in the mystery machine, which would just seem to make more sense anyway. From the get, yeah. What do you yeah, doing? Like, why'd they put the cops in there? I, I just don't remember if that was a big deal. See, they might not want to do that because this is some infamous Smash Brothers, infamous Smash Brothers problems, where when you create put characters in as other characters' move sets, then that character can't ever end up being a character, or else you have to go in and change things up. Huh. Who's driving the mystery <laughs> machine, Greg? It's the greatest mystery of all. You know, it's not a mystery. Patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can go to support us to get your questions right on the show, to be a Patreon producer, to get benefits like watching us record the other shows live and being a part of them and doing all the fun stuff. However, you're not on Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like checking in your baggage at the airport without a lock. You don't know who's looking through all your stuff, finding all of your Nintendo Switches, your PlayStation Vitas, or all the other things that you're hiding in there. When you go online without a VPN, internet service providers, ISPs, can see every single website you visit. They can legally sell this information without your consent. Nobody wants that. That sounds like a bad time for everybody. You can browse more anonymous it's easy to use and it works on all devices. I love ExpressVPN. It is super simple to use. I feel safe across all of my devices, knowing that whether I'm on my desktop or my mobile phone, people aren't getting in there. I'm safe on the internet and what I look at, what I browse, 
That's mine. That's for me to know. Secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you can get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. Next up, shout out to Chime. Like a cool breeze, Chime is a refreshing way to handle your money. There's no monthly fees, no maintenance fees, and no minimum balance fees. So it's how banking should be done. And when you need access to your money, you can do so fee-free at more than 60,000 in-network ATMs at many locations like most Walgreens or 7-Elevens. You can also send money to anyone even if they aren't on Chime. Fee-free for you and no cash-out fees for them. Chime, no monthly fees, no vibe killing fees sign up for a chime checking account it only takes two minutes and it doesn't affect your credit score you can get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games chime is a financial technology company not a bank banking services provided by a debit card issued by the Bancorp bank or stride bank na members fdic out of network atm withdrawal fees apply except at MoneyPass atm in a 7-eleven location and at all owl point or visa plus alliance ATM. Other fees such as third-party and cash deposit fees may apply. Chime.com slash KF Games. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. And Tim, you have something you need to say. I do. I have very important information. Joey Noel slacked me. She's watching the show live. And she was like, Tim, we need to make this right. Scooby-Doo in review. And I responded, you know, one day. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll get there. But I responded, to be fair, I think that those movies prove my point. Which is Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo 2, forget the subtitle, James Gunn, classics, right? Monsters Unleashed. What are your thoughts on those movies? Thank you, Monsters Unleashed. What are your thoughts on those movies, Greg? I've, I've never watched them. I, oh, I okay. saw, well, I was like, I know did, that James Gunn was involved nowadays, but at the time I was like, I don't care. And as now, I don't care. And if you did watch them, you would have had a great time. I can tell you right now, Greg, you would have had a great time. But those movies okay. were fun movies. They were jokes. They were like semi-parody. I would relate them more to like the Brady Bunch movies than I would to anything else. Sure. And my point is, no one watched those movies and was like, they ruined my childhood. If there were people that actually loved Scooby-Doo and those Scooby-Doo movies were made, there would be people that act the way I act when Transformers and Power Rangers and, and Ghostbusters 2016 happens. For you, nah. You I didn't say about no, Scooby Doo fans are just more chill than that, though. You know, nah. They're, they're they all, they have the capacity the reefer, to That's like, why have, you know they yeah they have the capacity to have a laugh while they're high as fuck watching Scooby Doo. Okay. Number four in the Roper Report, ladies and gentlemen, Mister Battlefield is leaving EA. This is Eddie over at GameSpot. As part of EA's wider Battlefield announcements today, the company confirmed that Battlefield veteran Lars Gustafsson is leaving DICE and EA altogether for something new. Gustafsson, uh, who is also known as Mr. Battlefield, joined DICE in 2000 and has been with the company ever since. He was there when DICE shipped the first Battlefield in 2002, when EA acquired DICE in 2006, and throughout DICE's entire journey, that also spanned Mirror's Edge and Star Wars Battlefront, among others. I've dedicated a substantial portion of my life to Battlefield, and I'm very proud to have helped shape this franchise into what it is today. However, I think it's time for something new. Thank you all for your support over the years, especially to the extremely talented co-workers I've had the pleasure to work with, and above all, the love and support from this community. I'm sure I speak for both of us when I say we're excited to pass the baton to the next generation of Battlefield creators at DICE, Ripple Effect, Industrial Toys, and Ridgeline Games, and to see how this series evolves in their capable hands, you are 
are ready to do this. Farewell, and don't forget to play the objective, end quote. Augustusson is the just the latest higher-up connected to Battlefield to leave, following the departure of the then-DICE GM last year. If that wasn't enough, this as Eddie's article talks about, he's I, I, I started there. Uh, the wider Battlefield announcements today, those wider ones go like this for number five on the Roper Report. Mm. Multiple new Battlefield experiences coming, including narrative campaign from Halo designer. This is Eddie again, of course. Uh, EA has made this year a series of announcements about the future of its Battlefield series, including the departure of a veteran developer, as we just talked about, the name of a new studio, and a tease of the next Battlefield projects. To begin with, EA said it wants Battlefield fans to know that EA is, quote, all in on Battlefield, end quote. The company said it believes Battlefield is among the best FPS franchises in the world. And while Battlefield 2042 has faced numerous criticisms, EA isn't giving up. In fact, the company is reiterating its previously announced plans for a global effort across multiple studios to help create a connected Battlefield universe for years to come. The leadership of Battlefield going forward includes former Call of Duty boss Byron Bede and Vince Zampella, another former Call of Duty boss who later transitioned to EA at the top. Uh, leading the overall direction of the franchise. Then we go into a whole bunch of different stuff and people and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Ripple effects are talking about, yeah, yeah, blah, blah. Uh, then they go this one here. Marcus uh, Leto, I would say, uh, who designed uh, Master Chief and co-created the Halo universe is heading up a brand new Battlefield studio in Seattle. EA announced today that the studio is called Ridgeline Games and it will develop a, quote, narrative campaign for Battlefield. Very little is known right now, but EA said this campaign will engage fans in new and exciting ways while remaining true to the classic elements of the series. Ridgeline, as a studio, aims to be a place to work where, quote, everyone's voice is valued and where creating a strong work-life balance is a priority. EA said, uh, Marcus and team are excited to tell stories and take players on incredible adventures uh, that are only possible within the Battlefield universe. As for DICE, uh, it will continue to work on Battlefield's multiplayer suite, EA said, while Ripple Effect uh, will create an entirely new Battlefield experience that will come complement and build upon the series is foundations ea didn't provide further spe specifics on any of the upcoming battlefield experiences but which are called uh which are called that and not games specifically though those terms may be interchangeable battle lot yeah let me so we take all this right like obviously yeah. they're going to talk about their projects and and the guy leaving and you know he's had a, a amazing tenure did a lot of things all that stuff but you look at the franchise as a whole, undeniably one of the biggest franchises in video games. It just is, despite its quality in recent years. Like, it has decades of wowing people and meaning something to a lot of people, right? On top of that, it has decades of being part of what was the most zeitgeisty genre that there is with online first-person shooters in the last kind of era that we had that has been transitioning, I think, into a more broad time now that that focus, that multiplayer uh, type of moments in time that where online shooting games were all that mattered. Now there are more Minecrafts and there are the Fortnites. There are like the, and I know Fortnite's similar, but it is different. You guys understand the, the difference there. Um, it's interesting to look at it through the lens of, we do this a lot, but Marvel Studios, DCEU, right? Marvel Studios doing their thing, building it all. I, I would say that they are at this point more similar to the Fortnite situation. Then we have the DC side where they have done a lot of things, some good, a lot of bad, and they're undeniably at a point right now that everyone's looking at it like, well, what the fuck can they possibly do? You know, well, don't forget the hierarchy of power is about to change. In the it is. It is totally. But like jokes aside, like looking at it, it's like 
There are so many issues where the DCU movies, their connections, their quality, all of that stuff. Henry Cavill, who's the Batman, Ezra Miller, the HBO side, the WB side. There's just so many problems, right? It's very similar to EA. It's very similar to the Battlefield franchise of where it's at. Looking at the DC side, all they have to do is, and they know, we all know that they're capable of this, is have a couple good movies and get it back on track, and they can save it. Henry Cavill is Superman again. That would make people happy right they can turn the tides it's not going to i don't think they'll ever have marvel studios but i think that they can have some major wins all right can battlefield have a major win at this point because i feel like dc can just go back to the superman well they can figure that out potentially and give people give the greg millers what they want right what do the greg millers of battlefield want now is it bad company three is that the superman i i kind of feel like they've like i feel like that's more of like the suicide squad James Gunn proved he can fucking do it, right? And like, if they were to do that, it would make a group of people very happy for for a while. But I feel like they've already went to the well. They've already done the Supermans by going to the more iconic Battlefield franchises and bringing them back. What could they even do at this point? You know, I don't know. And I'm not the man to speak on it, right? Like, it's that thing where it's just like, Battlefield is just something that happens. (laughs) Every few years, there's a new Battlefield. And it's like, all right. And every year it feels like it's like, all right, well, we didn't nail this one, but we'll get the next one. It's but been I don't so think long that was the case. I heard somebody be like, I love Battlefield. I think it was when they gave out the stress ball grenades for Bad Company. That's when people were like, oh, this is great. I mean, I feel like people really liked Battlefield 1 and even Battlefield 5 had like a lot of wins to it like i don't think it was like a perfect game but i feel like like 2042 I, I'm, was again really... i'm no expert i'm not insulting i'm talking about it from the most from the cheapest of seats not even paying attention other than i know that it happens and travis was in the cop one i don't know much about it yeah i feel like they, they had a couple misses like i remember there was that la one and people didn't like that as much yeah. but like even that was a long time ago and i think since then they had like battlefield 4 like people really loved so it's like it's just yeah, in the chat like, people are popping off for battlefield 1 and battlefield 4 yeah I don't know. But it's like, all right, go get them. First person shooter people. Like, there's just so many first person shooters. It's not what it used to be where it was Call of Duty versus Battlefield. And then Call of Duty's pulled so far ahead. So far ahead. I mean, that's the Marvel Studios thing, right? And it's just yeah. like, I feel like the, this is the DC of them trying to, like, trying their best, but I feel like they've already pulled all those cards. Like, I just don't know what they could do unless they do something brand new, but I just don't know that something brand new in the Battlefield universe it has a place right now to really excite people to compete on that Call of Duty level when Call of Duty has already moved to the point that they are still dominating in the old way that they used to and also competing with Warzone with Fortnite, you know? Sure, 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 I sure. Know. I don't either, Tim. What I do know is number six in the Roper Report. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is ending development on PS4 and Xbox One officially. CD Projekt Red has confirmed. Uh, this is Diego over at IGN. CD Projekt Red has decided to end development of new content for PS4 and Xbox One versions of Cyberpunk 2077, confirming in an update note that future expansions, including the recently announced Phantom Liberty, will only be released on PC, PS5, Stadia, and Xbox Series X slash S. Following patch 1.6, they'll focus their attention and resources on the new gen versions of cyberpunk 2077 however they're still committed to and will continue to provide technical support for last gen versions of the game according to the release quote in practice that means that after patch 1.6 your game will continue to work on previous gen consoles and we will continue to provide technical support to players as we do with all our games the release reads however new content updates and improvements will no longer be available to previous gen consoles including the upcoming expansion end quote 
pretty rot, uh, CD project read stressed that though the decision to end the development of future content was a difficult decision, they chose to do so because they believe the scope of the expansion makes quote, releasing it for previous gen consoles, technologically challenging without compromising player experience. End quote. We believe cyberpunk 2077 on PlayStation four and Xbox one is in a good place. And that now is the right time to shift our focus and start looking forward. The statement reads, uh, this is one of the ones that when we talked about 1.6, the edge runners update, uh, this was inferred based on what they said, but we didn't have it yeah. spelled out by CD Projekt Red. Tim, we finally closed the, ch- the book, not even the chapter, the book on PS4, Xbox One, and the boondoggle that was Cyberpunk. Are you, yeah, are you happy to see it go? I, I mean, I, since I personally have been saying that like, that should have been the case since day one, but they should I, not have launched the, the last gens. Yes. And, and, and that's the thing is like, that's the, you know, like hindsight now is so much easier to say that and not sound like an asshole and like there's so many things at play in terms of like the cost and the availability of next-gen consoles and all this but like clearly this was not the right way for cd project red to have released this game and it released it caused a whole bunch of issues and then they committed to fixing those issues which meant that a lot of resources had to go into it and here we are years later and things still aren't right (laughs) you know they're better but they're not right i don't know i think it's interesting that we're still at a point that CD Projekt Red aside, like even the biggest triple A-est games like God of War Ragnarok are still cross-gen. Like we have not made it to that point where PS4 games are not being made. So I wonder when that's going to happen. I wonder when it's just like a game's announced and you just, it'd be like a surprise if it's coming to the previous gen. You know, I don't think we're as close to that as we would have been in previous generations for a multitude of reasons that make a lot of sense. But it is pretty wild to think that we are years into a a console's life cycle and it is still expected that it's cross-gen until proven otherwise yeah well if we just get the consoles everywhere if you could walk in and buy your playstation 5s it would be easier but you still got to jump on those wario 64 links when you see them you two years later greg outrageous but it's like such a weird one because i remember this for the wii like, I remember when the Wii was still like this. I remember being at IGN and going to the mall and they got them and, I, you know, we were buying them for people or whatever. Like, it's just such a different vibe here where this is so like, ah, oh, man, just nothing went right. <laughs> From a, you know, world perspective and pipeline and supply line and chips and all that shit, just nothing went right on getting these consoles out the door. So we'll eventually get there. But until then, cross-gen, baby. Number seven on the Roper Report, NBA 2K23 packaging warns of a server shutdown scheduled for 2024. This is uh, Onsen uh, Kunik uh, over at GameSpot. Uh, NBA 2K23 releases tomorrow, September 9th, but some players who have received their copies early have found a warning that notes that online features will end in 2024, but could be discontinued at any point. Uh, as reported by Press Start Australia, some players have been getting their copies of NBA 2K23 early, which comes with a slightly concerning warning for those planning to play the game online. Quote, please note that NBA 2K23 online features are scheduled to be available until December 31st, 2024, though we reserve the right to modify or discontinue online features without notice. Uh, it says, read uh, reads the warning, visit uh, NBA2K.com slash status for more information. Following the link just takes you to the service status page, which unsurprisingly shows everything up and running as normal. That's where the GameSpot article cut off. I felt like there could be more context for this because I understand that it sounds alarming for a game that's coming out in like two years is going to be shut off. It's just legalese. Yeah, it's just legalese of giving you this so that, hey, we can cut this off whenever we want to. 
I think they're committed to that far. I would expect it to go beyond that. I would, ex- beyond, I would expect it to go further than that. But I think it's just a way to cover your ass and be like, hey, this is what it's going to be. Yeah, uh, this. I, I, I'm interested in what the normal cadence is for the 2K games in terms of their online functionality. The other question I have is, with these games nowadays, do you need to be online to just play offline or single player? Because like that sucks, but also if that's just the way that these things are, it's the way that they are. It doesn't mean it's right, but I don't know. This is uh, uh I doubt that this is like new. <laughs> I think this is it feels par for the course, but kind of funny.com slash you're wrong if it's not. <laughs> also, uh, right now in the chat live, Andy Cortez says the gameplay is like shit online anyway. So who cares? Mm. Don't even worry about it, you know. Mm. Number eight on the Rupper Report. Uh, a sad one for you. A PlayStation London producer has died. This is Brendan Sinclair over at GamesIndustry.biz. PlayStation London, London senior producer Justin Der Gregorian died over the weekend at the age of 44, the studio announced today. Quote, it's with great sadness that we are sharing uh, our f- dear friend and senior producer Justin is no longer with us, the studio said on Twitter. Justin was a hugely loved, uh, Justin was hugely loved and his positivity has had a massive impact on our work at the studio as well as in our lives. We will remember him always. Over the past two decades, uh, Justin's career in games spanned a number of developers and publishers, including THQ, Namco Namco Bandai, Lionhead, and Climax. At PlayStation London, uh, Justin was senior producer on Blood and Truth and also contributed to Horizon 2 Forbidden West. That's not the official title. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, He had also worked previously on games in the Pac-Man, Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and DeBlob franchises. So, of course, our thoughts and prayers go out to everybody dealing with that and the grief they have over that. And, of course, Justin's family. Always sad, but obviously worth noting. Number nine on the Roper Report. uh, uh, In... Good news. Maybe we raised your spirits after that story. Uh, you can play Stray and raise money for the American Society of Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Starting today through September 23rd, 2022, players just share photos or videos of your cat, dog, or other pets reacting to or posing next to Stray gameplay on PlayStation, on Twitter, or Instagram using the hashtag Stray Reactions. Uh, at the end of the submission window, we'll select our favorite inquisitive kitty videos and tail wagging photos into a digital photo book to present to the ASPCA alongside a $25,000 donation. We'll also be including some of the posts into a sizzle reel that we will share on our blog and social channels. It's that simple. We can't wait to see your pets playing stray alongside you. If you'd like to learn more about the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals and their services, you can find them at ASPCA.org or the contact information there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. And then I have breaking news for you, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you are, it's, I'm clicking on this. I'm going off of this thing. Okay. So live as we've been recording the show, uh, she, we already knew stuff was happening, but Queen Elizabeth has passed away. So our thoughts and prayers, obviously everybody affected by that and everybody over in the UK who uh, would be affected by that. But then from a gaming slant of it, Jeff Grubb, uh, is over here saying Nintendo is pushing a Nintendo Direct because of the death. Barrett has given me a Mike Minotti tweet. Of course, Jeff Grubb from Giant Bomb, Mike Minotti from GamesBeat, but these t- two are still inseparable. Mike's saying, I am terrified to say this because it sounds like something no one will believe, but sounds like the Nintendo Direct might be delayed because of the Queen. He then uh, inferences might might be. Uh, Jeff Grubb also tweeted, Nintendo never announced a Direct, so I get that you're mad. You're going to be mad at me. That's the risk of this. I'll let you know more as I hear it. So, Lots going on right now, breaking live as we do it. But more important than any of the video game stuff, of course, is the passing of Queen Elizabeth. Uh, again, you know, thoughts to everybody out there who's affected by that. And then if you really want a gaming side of it, there you go. 
Yeah, now, it's interesting to, to look at this because the just the gaming side of it here, where uh, you know, the Mike and, and Grub and the like the leaker culture side of things, it's like how often it is that somebody says something and then like backtracks it. It was just like it's definitely happening in September, and then from everything I'm hearing, it's September, and then it's like, oh no, things change because of this, whatever, and it's often bullshit. This is so not bullshit. Like, this is so they're like, damn, like yeah, this. We, we said what we same, know. This is the same Nintendo that delayed, uh, yes. indefinitely delayed Advance Wars 1 plus 2 because of the war in Ukraine. So, mm-hmm. And in addition to that, like we have seen for the, as far as I know, for the first time ever in 2020 when there was social issues happening every other week, like game showcases were often moving around based on things happening. So it's like this would not surprise me at all. So we'll see. Nintendo's going to have to do it direct at some point. Indeed. Now, of course, a window into building kind of funny games daily. I want you guys to know. I saw the the producer from London died. I wanted to honor his life. Wanted to put that in there. Put it in. And I was like, can't transition into the goofy list from a death. So I will put in this stray news that popped today. Mischief managed. And then Queen dies. And then I talk about that. So instead, we're just going to talk about the official list of upcoming software, each and every platform list about the kind of funny game daily show. I always get shit for it. Whenever we have to go from a real story to that thing. And it's just, it's the show. All right. I'm sorry, everybody. Barrett, hit the jingle. Yeah. A somber jingle. I appreciate it. Out today, Justice Sucks. The tactical vacuum action launches on PC and all the consoles. Cave Digger 2 is out now on Steam and MetaQuest. This week in GTA Online, nightclub moguls will see their profits soar with opportunities to earn extra GTA bucks in nightclub warehouse sell missions and double their usual nightclub daily income. Sherwood Extreme releases Sherwood Extreme releases new DLC update into Steam Early Access today. We Are OFK's final episode is up today, and the band's full EP is out. Uh, Blockham is out today on Steam. The Gallery launches on PC, console, and mobile. Steel Rising is on PC and consoles. State of Survival is now available on Windows. And then Evil Dead the Game has the Evil Dead 2013 update live. Uh, it has uh, You can play as Mia and David from Evil Dead 2013, a new single-player pl- mission, and more. Uh, new dates for you. NBA 2K23 Arcade Edition is coming October 18th to Apple Arcade. Football Manager 2023 Touch is launching November 8th on Apple Arcade. And then, of course, I know so right, of course, uh, there's an ID at Xbox Fall Showcase coming up. I'm going to read this from the Xbox after I burp. See, I muted though. I muted it. Uh, this year, we'd like to kick off the showcase with a pre-show by Black Girl Gamers. They'll be showing us some very exciting gameplay of Versus Evil's multiplayer deception madness game, Evil. The pre-show will kick off Wednesday, September 14th at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time and can be watched directly at twitch.tv slash blackgirlgamers or during the co-stream on twitch.tv twitchgaming or twitch.tv slash xbox. The main showcase itself will feature updates for Metal Hellsinger, You Suck at Parking, and more. Look for new announces and trailers of what's coming soon to Game Pass, a deeper dive with developer interviews, and gameplay of Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed, plus a couple of other fun titles. Catch this part of the show Wednesday, September 14th at 10 a.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash twitchgaming or twitch.tv slash xbox. There you go. Cool. Deals of the day for you, Tim. Xbox free play days are here, of course. Uh, for this weekend, you can play Conan Exiles, Madden NFL 23, and The Hunt Showdown, and Riders Republic, my apologies, uh, all the way through Sunday. Of course, if you're Xbox Live Gold or Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members, you can be a part of that. Kindofunny.com slash you're wrong is where you correct us if you're watching live, but I'm over here, and guess what? 
nailed it. Nothing in there. Hell yeah, say, but, but You might go, no, no, you screwed. But, you didn't but, write it in. But. You didn't write it in. You didn't write it in. So I can't be held responsible for that, all right? So Herbert. too bad, everybody. We got you on that one. Uh, tomorrow, Tim and I are going to get you again. That's right. Tim's hosting. I'm riding shotgun. I'm excited for that one. Uh, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash games, Mike and Andy are about to play Cursed to Golf. Of course, Ooh. if you want to see that, but you're not watching live, you're listening to this later, no big deal. YouTube.com slash plays our brand new YouTube channel. You can go over there, subscribe, and catch all the archives of everything the boys do on that their Twitch channel. For now, Tim and I are going to go record a post show. You can get that later on Patreon.com slash games. What are we going to do? Zach has written in with a recommendation for Tim, and we're going to find Ooh. out if Tim will actually play this game or not. Ooh. But... Like I said, patreon.com slash games for that piece of content. Over there, of course, you can be a producer. You get the show ad free. You get the exclusive post show. You can watch us record shows live like Xbox, Gamescast, uh, PS I Love You, which we're doing this very afternoon, talking about if PlayStation trophies still matter because Blessing ain't here to stop me and Janet from trophy hunting. Yeah! However, if you got no books tossed away, no big deal. YouTube.com slash games, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the glow each and every weekday to get a brand spanking new episode of the show. Don't forget, there is a brand new Gamescast up. It is more than just enemy mortality review and spoiler cast. You get other games in there. So we'll give it a click, give it a listen, have some fun. Joey's on it. Y'all love Joey. Mm-hmm. See, every time Joey's on anything, there's a red thread. Joey killed great it. great Joey is. Joey did great. Joey gave her whole review so far of uh, the Disney Dreamscape Valley Disney Animal Plus Adventures. Disney exactly. Drop Distance. Disney. Exactly. And, but Coward. like real talk, she killed it. Absolutely yeah, no, Joey's the, the coverage of it. I thought it was super in-depth, super cool, super interesting. Joey for president. Ladies and gentlemen. We got to go do the post show. They got to stream some games and you have to keep consuming kind of funny content. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.